second sicha in Chelik Chavzayin, Pash Zemer. Unfortunately, we live in a time where some people are getting killed because they're Jewish. Uh, we thought that uh, this would never happen in, in the United States, but uh, unfortunately it does happen in the shul. So uh, we'll learn a little bit about Kiddush Hashem. The Rebbe has a whole talk about Kiddush Hashem, which basically sanctifying Hashem's name is learned out from this parsha, from this week's parsha. And uh, basically it means that a person uh, should even be ready to give up their life, uh, even if it costs them their life for the sake of Hashem. In certain situations, um, especially when it's in public, when people are trying to um, force him to go against the uh, Yiddish, against Hashem, against the religion. So that's the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. And the interesting thing that Rashi says, the question is, what happens when you're... Um, what happens when you're, you know, sometimes the Ebishtah will have Rachmanis and the Ebishtah will save you. What happened with Avram Avinu, for example, yeah? So they threw him into the fire and he was saved. Same thing what happened is with Hananiah, Mishol, Vazariah. Uh, they were thrown into the uh, fire and they were saved as well. Uh, Daniel was thrown into the uh, pit of the lions and he was saved. Then the Gemara talks about the um, people, uh, the Kedosh, the people of Lud, uh, the brothers, uh, Papus and Lulius. They also were, it seems like they were saved. That's a little bit of a question. But uh, Rashi makes a point to say that when you are ready to give up your life for Hashem, you should not do it on the understanding, oh, uh, you know what? I'm ready to give up my life for Hashem. But uh, Ebishtah has to save me. If you do that, then Ebishtah won't save you. Says, then, you know, you have to, uh, we actually find this. I mean, the Rebbe doesn't bring this down the Zichah. You find over there by Avram, his brother, okay? He, uh, he said he's going to wait on the fence. He wasn't sure what he wants to do. He said, I'm going to see. If Avram is going to be saved, then I'm going to belong to Avram. Then I'll go with Avram. If Avram is not saved, then... I go with Terach, I go with, uh, with Nimrit. And eventually he, was, he died in the fire. The Rebbe doesn't bring that down over here. But regardless, uh, uh, this is an issue. Does a person have to actually think I'm ready to uh, give up my life for Hashem and I'm not expecting a nace? Is that part of the obligation? Is it uh, something that you don't have to do? But you're going to see the Rebbe is going to bring out that in the Rambam doesn't bring that as an obligation. I mean, there's a the whole question, make a bracha or not. I mean, unfortunately, in the last generation of the Holocaust, a lot of people gave up their lives for Hashem. So let's learn inside. We'll go over inside from the Pasuk. In the Pasuk, in our parsha, it's on Perichov Beis, Pasuk Lamed Beis. Perikov base pasuk lamed base over there the pasuk says veloit the chalalu as shame kachi don't desecrate my holy name and then it further says vinikdashti b'soich bnei yisrael I will be sanctified amongst the bnei yisrael so here it says the Ebrister is sanctified which means a kiddush Hashem what what means a kiddush Hashem Kiddush Hashem means that 
when you tell somebody that wants you to uh, deny Hashem or else he's going to kill you and you say no you can kill me but I'm not denying Hashem so you are sanctifying and you're showing that your love for Hashem the sanctity of Hashem is more important to you in your life that's the sanctity of Hashem so it says like this so the Torah's Kohanim Torah's Kohanim that's the comment on the uh, the Medrash the, on the Parshat uh, Vayikra over there it says that Vinigdashti means I will be sanctified. Hashem is saying, I will be sanctified. Uh, how, how was Hashem says, I will be sanctified? How was Hashem sanctified? Because uh, you have to you have to give yourself away, you know, give up your life and sanctify my name. Now this obligation is besoich b'nei Yisrael. Which means only if there is like, uh, there is a uh, people seeing there is, it's not a private thing. It's a public thing. When people are trying to do this in a public way, that would be a desecration of Hashem's name and you're therefore sanctifying it. As the talks over there. How, however, he says like this. But he adds another statement. It says like this. He says, From here they say that if you give away, you gave up your life on the understanding that there's going to be a miracle, you want Hashem to make a miracle. So you're saying, I'm ready to jump into the fire, you can throw me into the fire, but you expect a miracle that the Abish there will save you. So then you don't. The nest will not take the place. The rabbis say they're not going to take them. Uh, a miracle is not going to happen to you. But if you say, I'm giving up my life not for a nest, I'm just giving it up for Hashem, then you'll make a nest. And in the Torah's Karnemi brings two evidence, proofs that we find two cases in which the people that gave up their lives for Hashem did not expect a nace. They did not say that only the nace, and then they were saved. Where do we find it? We find it first by Hananya, Mishov Azariah. Over there, the king Nebuchadnezzar, when he exiled the people from Yerushalayim in the time of the king Yoyochen, Melech Yehuda, they exiled them. He picked some of the smartest children and he brought them into his palace. That's how Daniel ended up being the uh, big uh, person at the palace of the king. He was an officer, a very uh, important position. And he also brought along the other three, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They were Jewish children. And they were commanded to bow down to this uh, image that uh, Nebuchadnezzar wanted everybody to bow down. And they said, no, we're not going to bow down. And as the Rebbe will bring down later, Rashi, Torres Koenim brings down, and the Rebbe brings down later on, is that they said to him, look, first of all, you should know, we don't... uh, we don't, we don't bow down and uh, 
And if Hashem wants, you know, we're ready to give up. First of all, Hashem could make a miracle, and He's going to save us from the fire and from you. You won't be able to do us anything. And even if He won't, still, we're not going to go against Hashem. They said, no matter what. And the same thing is, it was Marinus. Later on, the Gemara discusses about that there were Papus and Lulianus. They were in the time of the first Chachomim, first generation of the Tanoim. And they were in Lutkayor, Lud over there. That's the, the, and they defied uh, this uh, Marayanus. And he uh, threatened them that he was going to kill them. And uh, then a miracle happened, as we're going to see. And the Gemara in Tainus says there's a different brought down Yerushalmi, various places. It's not so exactly clear at the end of the story whether they also died or not, but eventually they, it seems like the person, Marinus, who threatened them, he was killed. We'll leave it for later on. But nevertheless, so what does the Torah's coin basically say? He says that when you are ready to give up your life for Hashem, you have to give it up in a way that you don't expect that Hashem will make a miracle and save your life. You have to do it with understanding that you're ready to give up your life. And if you do it, then David will do you a miracle. If you're ready to give up your life, then Hashem will do a miracle for you. But Rashi in the Chumash brings it differently. So if you look at the Rashi in Perik Chumbeis, Posik Lamed Beis, so Rashi first says, and Nigdashti, that it means that you should give yourself over and sanctify Nebuchadnezzar's name. And then Rashi says like this Rashi makes it like a condition. Rashi says, Look at the Rashi. Rashi says, when a person gives over his life, he should give over himself on the condition, I'm ready to die. And Rashi says, if you give yourself over for a miracle, then you're not going to get a miracle. So you have to Give yourself over for the understanding that you're going to die. But if you give a, a manas, and, uh, then you're not going to get a miracle. But Rashi brings down a support because Matsinu, they hadn't given themselves over for the nace. And then they were saved. So Rashi supports the thing that he's saying, that if you give yourself over to die, then you're going to have a miracle. But the Hanani Mishova Azaria, they did not give over for the nace, and that's why they were saved. So basically, what do we see from this Rashi? The Rashi says it's not enough for you to give yourself up, to be ready to give up your life. But there has to be specifically for a condition that he's ready to die for it and not a miracle is going to happen. That's how Rashi learns. But when you take a look, the halacha, the way it's brought down in the Rambam, 
in the Sefer Ayat, and the Rambam writes over there in the laws of Yisoyda Torah, where he talks about, discusses the laws of Kiddush Hashem. So the Rambam does not bring down this stipulation that when a person is sacrificing himself for Kiddush Hashem, he has to have the intention that he's ready to die based on the words of Teres Koinim. Teres Koinim seems to say that you have to do to die. He doesn't say that. Okay, so how come the Rambam doesn't say what the Teres Koinim says? Rashi says that you have to have in mind that you're doing it for Hashem that you're ready to die. Not for a miracle. But the Rambam just says you have to give up your life. doesn't say that you have to do it uh, on that condition. Well, but in the Torah's Kahanim it says that we can't honor Well, the truth is, the language in the Torah's Kohanim doesn't seem like an instruction. One can say, you know, on a simple level, we can say that the Rambam's view is that the Torah's Kohanim doesn't mean a condition that when you are giving yourself life over, it has to be a condition and halachically in the midst of Kiddush Hashem, that you have to specifically say, I'm ready to die, not for a miracle. He says, no, that's not what the Tereskonim means. But the Tereskonim just is adding something new. He's giving you another, another story he's telling you. He's telling you that Amru, let's look at the language, this is Amru, they said, not that you have to do it. They said that you should know that if you're going to give over your life for a miracle, then you won't get the miracle. If you're doing it not for a miracle, so this is just another part of it, but this is not part of the halacha. That's why the Rambam doesn't bring it down. Rashi holds that it's a condition. Why? How do we see? Because Rashi says... He changes. He doesn't say we can't umru. He gives you a condition. He says when. So Rashi understands this, the Torah's Kayanim, that this is the halacha in the midst of Kiddush Hashem. And Rashi says this in the very simple meaning. So Rashi is not. Rashi is telling you that this is what needs to be done. That when you're ready to sacrifice your life, this is for a Pshutashal Mikra, simple meaning. So, the question is, what is the rationale between whether that's a mitzvah to do this as a condition in Kiddush Hashem, or this is merely telling you that if you do it for this, you'll get saved. If you don't do it, you won't get saved. So now, in Ois Beis, the Rebbe is going to explain how this idea of doing a miracle, Hashem making a miracle and saving him, is actually increases 
the Kiddush Hashem. Because you can imagine, if a person is threatened with his life, and he's ready to give up his life, and they throw him into the fire, like by Hanani Mishol of Azariah, or by uh, the story with Marinus over there, or any other story where the person is saved. So the Kiddush Hashem is that much bigger, right? Is that much greater. Because here you see people ready to die for Hashem, Hashem made them a miracle. So the Rebbe explains like this. The mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, as the Torah's says, which means give yourself over and sanctify my name. What does that mean? That a Yid needs to sacrifice himself without any considerations, without any calculations. person is ready, if he needs to die, God forbid, but he will not violate the serious offense and by ready to do that, he sanctifies Hashem's name. But at the time that a Yid sacrifices himself for the sanctity of Hashem's blessed name, and Hashem makes various reasons that that Jew should be saved, especially if the saving comes through a miraculous way, so then the great name of Hashem becomes even more sanctified. Because everybody sees you're ready to sacrifice for Hashem and yet and the person was saved. But the question is uh, is that part of the midst of Kiddush Hashem? So in other words when you are ready to sacrifice yourself for Hashem, is it your obligation, is it your mitzvah to see to it, to make a bigger Kiddush Hashem by seeing to it that you'll be saved or trying to see you'll be saved? The person fulfills us. Or that becomes Hashem's business. The other way is to say, whether there is another Kiddush Hashem by being saved, that's up to Hashem to do. That's not your mitzvah. So you don't have to do anything to bring about a greater Kiddush Hashem. You just got to give up your life. The Eibishter wants to be, make a bigger nest, that's up to the Eibishter. And this is the difference between the Rashi and the Rambam. Rashi learns that when the Tereskonim says, from here we say, this is part of explaining the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. So, when a Jew is saved, miraculously, so then, the one who did the mitzvah, he is connected to this miracle. And he is connected to the addition of the Kiddush Hashem, and then he's obligated to see to it that Hashem's name should be sanctified. How do we learn this out? We learn it out from the Pesach. It says, V'nikdashti. It doesn't say, V'kidashtem. It says, and I will be. In other words, it's a fact. It's a lotion nifal. And a command nifal. Which means that the entire Kiddush Hashem comes 
from Hashem, it's made up by Hashem, that also that miracle of the Savior from the Jew, which is accomplished through Hashem, and the sanctified sanctity that takes place through this, is part of the mitzvah, Kiddush Hashem, the person fulfills. You are doing a double mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. You are ready to give up your life for Hashem, and you are going to show that Hashem is going to save you, and the name of Hashem will be even sanctified even more. Because, really, if you think about it, it's a little bit hard to understand the language. What is the meaning to say that we're telling a yid, give up yourself and sanctify my name? What does it mean? Give up your life, sanctify my name. So what does it mean that he's making a condition we're saying, give yourself over to make a nest. Well, if, you're, if the only thing you're ready to give yourself over to the Eberster is because you know the Eberster is going to make you a nest, then you're not really giving yourself over to Hashem. Because you're, you're saying, oh, I'm giving over, but I know Hashem, you know, you're going to save me. So how could that be called... Uh, give yourself over to Hashem. That would be just the opposite. That you're not giving yourself over to Hashem. You're making a condition with Hashem that you should stay, you should sustain you. Then you're not giving yourself over to Hashem. But what it means over here that the the person is ready to give over to Hashem. But we're telling the person, listen, yes, you're ready to give over to Hashem, but you're obligated to do something else. That when you think to yourself, I'm doing it not for the nays, and not for me, and since you will have a miracle, so by doing so, you're having a part in the other miracle, in the extended miracle, that will become the Nikdashti, that Hashem will be further uh, sanctified. And Hashem will save the one who is uh, giving yourself over. It's not a condition. When you give yourself, when you're ready to give yourself over for Hashem, that's fully. No holes. But we're saying to you is, have in mind, not for a miracle. Because then, if you have a mind not for a miracle, then they will do you a miracle, and then you'll be a further extension of the Nenei Because that way, everybody will see that when you're ready to give up your life for Hashem, they will do a miracle for you. And this, we understand that why the Torah Karnim brings a great, great length the story of Hanani Mishal Azariah. First he says like this, that we find by Hananiah, Mishol, Azariah, they said to Nebuchadnezzar when he threatened to throw them into the fire. They said, We don't even bother 
on this to consult what we need to answer you because it's very obvious the answer is ready in our mouth that's how Rashi explains we don't have to think this thing through we can give you the answer immediately what is the answer? they said they said our God, that we worship Him, that we bow to our God, He is able to extract us, to free us from those fires, those flames of fire. And from your hand, dear King, He can take us out. But, so they say to you, first of all, he can, if the Abishtah wants, He can take us out from you. But then it says, And let it be that he does not do what he does to save us. We're telling you, our king, to your God we will not worship. And to your golden Salem, the camp that you raised, we will not bow down to it. So what is it to Kohanim bring the entire discussion that Hananiah Bishov Azariah told to Nebuchadnezzar? And it didn't just say the end that they were ready to die because they said, if he's not, if he's not going to extract us, if he's not going to take us out. You should know you did love Hamak. She should have said, You should know they're ready to die for Hashem. She should have just said, If not, no matter what, we're not going to bow down to the Salem. Depending on notwithstanding whether they will be saved or not saved. That's the only part. Why does he bring down the whole first part of it? Because this part that they said that Hashem can save them from the furnace of fire. That part is connected to the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. When a Jew is, gives his life for Kiddush Hashem, to sanctify Hashem's name, he needs to know that Hashem can save him. And that saving is an additional matter of Kiddush Hashem Shemayim. And that's what Hanani Meshav told Nebuchadnezzar. They know that the Abishter can't save them. He can save us. But even if he doesn't, they will, under no circumstances, will they bow to the Salem and they're ready to give up their life of Kiddush Hashem. So basically, this part that Hashem can save is a necessary part. We're not just trying to say we here, they're ready to die for Hashem. But we're trying to say that they can be saved by Hashem and that would add to the Kiddush Hashem. Later on, the Tereskone brings another proof from Murainus when he grabbed Papus and Lulianus, his brother. There were two brothers, Papus and Lulianus, in Lutkai. And he was teasing them. What did he tell them? He says, if you are of the nation 
of Hananya, Mishol, Azariah. Let me see. Let your God come and let him save you from my hands. So, Hananya, Mishol, Azariah. So they said to them, look, first of all, Hananya, Mishol, Azariah were righteous people. So, maybe they deserved but maybe we're not as righteous. In addition, he says, Nebuchadnezzar was a a decent, he was fitting that a miracle should happen through him. But you're an evil king and you don't deserve that a nace should be done, a miracle should be done through you. says we are obligated to die to Hashem if you're not going to kill us there are many other ways mazikim before HaKadosh Baruch Hu there are many beers there's many ways but they told him you should know in the end that Hashem will demand our blood from your hand. So that's what they answered him. Sages tell us that before they traveled from that place, a Diufli came from Rome, which means a higher authority came from Rome, and they uh, split his brains, Bibakius, which means he actually died. The way the stories in the Gemara Megillah, nothing, they actually didn't die right there from this story. Whether in, 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 in Megillah's Tainis and in Yerushalmi, there's different places in which there is a debate. Because the Gemara always talks about the Arugid Lut, the Gemara said there's nobody as great as them. Um, and the Gemara says, what about Rabbi Kiva Chaverim? And the Gemara says, because they have Maisim Toivim, because they weren't as great Maisim Toivim like Rabbi Kiva, and still the level of Kiddush Hashem earned them the highest level, the high, the greatest level. So, it does seem, but that's another another, another discussion. So, why, why are we bringing this down? So, this is a continuation, and this is an, a, an addition to the first proof that what is the ultimate wholesomeness of the Kinnikdashti to sanctify Hashem's name is when Hashem makes a miracle and saves the person who gives his life over. And the Torah's Kohanim is therefore emphasized this idea that when Hashem does not save the person who gave up his life, it is because he doesn't have the zuchus that um, his name should be sanctified such a great deal that even a miracle should happen. So here's a little kiddush Hashem, a smaller, a lesser little kiddush Hashem. So the Rebbe says, that's we understand that uh, we, that later on the Teres Kernim says that they did die. 
Benigdashti. And they were accomplished wholesomeness. Why? Because they said that uh, they, 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 the person who threatened them was killed. So it seems like they were uh, ready to die. And uh, therefore, and the Rebbe explains that for the Gemara Tainis, which it seems differently in the, the, um, the discussion, the further discussion about this. So that's Rashi's opinion. But the Rambam holds that this, this idea of Kiddush Hashem, which the Torah's is explained that Hashem's name becomes sanctified through a miracle, that's not a halacha. It's only an additional detail in the expounding of the Torah, in the greatness of the mitzvah and the reward. Because what is a mitzvah according to halacha is what a person does. It's not something which the Ebrister does even when the person is the cause because he thought ready to die then the Ebrister does not. And certainly something which is accomplished through an S. If that the miraculous way because Torah mitzvahs are not something which has been set up to work and observed through a miracle. So similar in our situation, the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem in Halacha is the act and what the person does. That the Jew is the, giving himself over to be killed for Kiddush Hashem. As the Rambam brings this in the Sefer of Mitzvahs, the idea of this mitzvah that we are commanded is to publicize our true religion in the world and we should not be afraid by getting hurt from anyone hurting us. Even somebody who's forcing upon us to ask of us, to force us that we should not listen to Hashem. No, we shouldn't listen to the one who forces us. But we should be ready to give over our life to death and we should not even let him think, oh, I'm just doing it outward. In our hearts, we believe in Hashem. And we're going to just, you know, we'll bow down externally. Let him think. No, don't do that. This is the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem that Jewish people are generally instructed, which means that we should allow ourselves to die in the hand of the, uh, of the Amis, of the anti-Semite, of the terrorist, because of the love of Hashem, May he be elevated and the belief and the unity just as Hanani Mishol Azari were ready to do as they write them. So from here we understand that this detail and in part in Kiddush Hashem that comes as a result from the fact that the Hashem saves a Jew by a miracle, that is something separate. It's not a part in the fulfillment of the Mishnah of the Nikdashti of the person. And perhaps, the Rebbe says, we can say that the, the wholesomeness of fulfillment of the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem consists specifically in the fact that the one who gives himself over is actually killed by Kiddush Hashem. In other words, if he's saved, it's not fulfilled fully. When a person is saved miraculously, so then, the Kiddush Hashem is not as vivid and is not as his whole. The Rambam, when he writes, he says, Any person in which we say 
allow yourself to get killed and don't let it, let it and don't transgress. And he says, Venerak. Not that he said that he was ready, but he was actually killed. And he did not violate. Then he was Makadish the shame. So the Rambam brings first the words, Venerak. First he says he got killed. And then he says he didn't violate. He doesn't say he didn't violate, he was killed. Because the main wholesomeness of the Kiddush Hashem is not so much that you didn't violate, that you didn't violate, you didn't listen, and say that you were saved in a miraculous way, but rather is the fact that you gave up your life for Kiddush Hashem. Because that brings out openly and in reality the strength of the Amuna of the one who is Mekadosh in his love to Hashem, that he actually did it. Not only that he was saved, he was ready to do it. And that's why the Rambam writes, continues, he says, those people that were killed by the government, Haruge Malchus, there is nobody as great as their greatness. It was regards to them, David HaMelech says, For you, we were killed all days. We were considered like sheep to be slaughtered. And further, says about these people, Gather to me, my righteous people, those who formed the covenant with me, ready to be sacrificed. They sacrificed themselves. So, but, why is the Rambam writing all these drushes? It's a safer of halachas. Not drushes of the psukim about the reward of the mitzvahs. Why is it important in Allah to talk about the greatness of the people that were killed by the government and to say there's nobody as great as their greatness and what the Pasik says about them. But the Rambam is bringing this down because this is a part in the definition of Kiddush Hashem. It is not just an advantage, but this is an elevation in the form, in the observance of the mitzvah Kiddush Hashem itself. They fulfilled the mitzvah in its ultimate wholesomeness. Because this actually is not just ready, but actually this is, these psukim tell us that the actual mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem is when you actually die for the sake of Hashem. So it turns out that according to the view of the Rambam, what is the ultimate intention of an Igdashti and the mitzvah is Kiddush Hashem, the sanctification of Hashem's name, which becomes through allowing ourselves to die, which shows the strength of the Amuna of the Yidn. So therefore, it doesn't make now any sense to say, okay, that the miracle is going to be a part of the Nikdashti. Contrary. And the real mitzvah of the Nikdashti is actually what's accomplished.